Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. It's a Texas showdown in the MLB postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. And when they, we also have everything you need to stay up to speed on the ALCS and the NLCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bitbrite Podcast. Before we want to break, we discuss the plan for this episode. We're going to talk about the Niners Week 7 game against the Vikings on Monday Night Football. But before we get into any of that preview, got to do what we always do, which is recap what happened last week. And in Week 6, the Niners did not play well, but our picks were okay. So starting off with the actual Niners performance, they lost on the road to Cleveland, 19-17. to Very ugly game. The Niners probably should have won, ended up ending with a Jake Moody missed field goal. So the Niners could have stayed undefeated. Instead, they did lose the first game, and they are now 5-1. and Luckily for them, the Seahawks did lose as well, so the Niners are still currently uh, about two games up, uh, give or take. Uh, they did play an extra game against Seattle, but basically two games up, so we'll see what happens with the remainder of the season, but the Niners are still in good shape despite losing that one game to Cleveland. Also did not mention Philly lost as well, so when it comes to home field, didn't really lose much uh, in terms of the standings, because a lot of the other top seeds ended up losing. So could have been worse, but the Niners probably should win that game, especially when you look at who was a quarterback for Cleveland. But for our actual picks, we ended up splitting. We did a lean to the Niners, but we did like the under, and we ended up getting there because of the moody missed field goal. So it worked out well for us. Either way, once again, not a sweep, but also not getting swept. So we'll look for a sweep here in week seven. But to go through the actual game recap, the Niners once again had a really bad offensive showing as they scored 17 points. So it led 10-0 immediately. And you kind of thought the Niners were going to run away with this. Uh, But unfortunately, they were not able to as the Browns immediately responded with a nice five-play, 85-yard drive culminating in a Kareem Hunt rushing touchdown. Then the Browns turned into a field goal factory, kicked four field goals in the second half, and that was enough to get the job done as they outscored the Niners 12-7 to in the second half. Niners had one touchdown in the second half, which was a Jordan Mason touchdown run. However, the whole drive was really just not a drive at all because it was based off an interception. So it was a one-play, eight-yard touchdown drive. But the Niners just could not move the ball down the field. It was bad weather in Cleveland, which did not help. There were also injuries as McCaffrey and Samuel got hurt. So the Niners offense kind of was just stuck in quicksand the entire day. Now on the bright side, they did end up having a nice final drive, which resulted, unfortunately, in the missed field goal. But Purdy was really bad for about the entire second half until the final drive. So Purdy did his job at the end, 
because he gave the Niners a shot to win the game, but the kicker missed the kick. And to go through the numbers here, Purdy's overall numbers are not good in this game. 12 of 27 for 125 yards, one touchdown, one pick, three sacks, and a QBR of 40.1. McCaffrey had 11 carries for 50, uh, for uh, 43 yards, had 52, uh, 52 combined yards, including receiving, but he did have a touchdown, so he was able to extend his touchdown streak. As for the rest of the ground game, Mason had five carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown. The entire team had 25 carries for 108 yards and one touchdown for the receiving core team really did not do much besides Ayuk who had 47 who had, uh, 46 yards including the big catch in the final drive I mentioned McCaffrey had a touchdown but he only had nine receiving yards as for the defense defense was solid as they were able to sack PJ Walker two times also forced two interceptions and Walker that have a QBR of 24.1 as for the defense though Randy Gregory in one of his first games of the team did get a sack and you saw Nick Bosa get a sack as well the Niners also might have gotten hosed in that game because they ended up ruling one of the sacks which should have counted an incomplete pass and I thought it was clearly a fumble which definitely uh, swayed the game itself so the Niners should have had three sacks ended up having two and that potentially took some points off the board worst case good field position but it did feel like that should have been a fumble and that definitely played an impact on the final result in my opinion but either way point is the Niners defense was good for the interceptions Warner had a pick and Lenore had a pick so once again defense balled out offense didn't really do much but to go through Cleveland's offense they ran the ball pretty well, especially against a Niners front that's usually good against the run. 484 rushing yards, Kareem 147 yards and a touchdown. And I mentioned before, P.J. Walker's numbers were really bad. That's really the main reason why the Niners have to win that game. It's because P.J. Walker, as far as I'm concerned, is not an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's any good. So the fact that the Niners lost outright to him is definitely a concern. Now, I'm not going to say right now this eliminates them from Super Bowl contention or anything, but it's a game that they probably should win. I know it got a bit weird. They killed the Cowboys on Sunday night, and you could have been worried about a potential letdown spot. I get all that, but I think the bad weather really did play an impact, and the Niners really struggled to stop the run, which definitely resulted in Cleveland being able to sustain some drives despite not having good quarterback play at all. As for the receiving core, Mari Cooper was solid, four catches, 108 yards, and that was basically it. Nobody else had more than 24 yards. For the defense for Cleveland, I mentioned before they had a couple of sacks. They had a team sack. They also had a sack from Taki Taki, and they had a sack from Owusu Karamoa. But that's basically it. So once again, a very ugly game of football that was really playing into Cleveland's hands because Cleveland was just able to dominate up front and they were able to make enough field goals to get the job done. That's really where the game was won. It was special teams because Moody was not great. And you saw uh, the uh, Browns kicker Hopkins make a bunch of kicks. So the point is the Browns did just enough to win and the Niners still had a shot to win it, but missed but Moody went one for three from field goals, so that was definitely a big reason why uh, they ended up losing. But either way, uh, the Niners will look for a bounce-back win here in Week 7. But I got to also mention how the Vikings did in their Week 6 game. They actually won, so the Vikings have had a pretty rough year, especially after being a fluke playoff team last year. They still play every game and one score in uh, one possession, but they ended up winning this one, which is kind of rare. But the Vikings are now 2-4. and four. After an 0-3 start, they have won 2-3. of three. They beat up on two of the worst teams in the league. I can't even say beat up on. They just happen to beat two of the worst teams in the league as they beat the Panthers and the Bears. They won the game 19-13. to 13. Cousins, simply put, was fine. 
21 of 31 for 181 yards and one touchdown. The real story of the game, though, was the injury to Justin Fields. He was not playing well. Don't get me wrong. He was 6 of 10 uh, for 58 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times in the game. Did have 46 rushing yards, but still. Fields got hurt, dislocated a finger. He's out for probably a month and change. And you ended up seeing Tyson Baggins, who ended up uh, becoming the quarterback for the second half he was really bad early ended up getting strip sacked for a touchdown also through the game losing interception late but overall Baggin was fine uh, I can't say that he was good but he, I thought he could have been worse 10 of 14 for 83 yards no touchdowns one pick sacked one time QBR of 16 that's really the story of the game because the Vikings opened up a decent lead they were up 16 to they were up 19 to 6 and then kind of coasted in the fourth quarter they almost blew it because the Bears were driving with a shot to win the game. But I mentioned before, Badgen did throw a pick to lose it. But the point is, you ended up seeing the Vikings do just enough to win, despite not looking good in the process. Now, it's not a shock that Minnesota's offense looked pretty poor because Justin Jefferson is still on IR. But to go through the receiving core here, Hawkinson had 50 yards. Osborne at 48. Addison had 28 yards and a touchdown. Madison at 28, 28 receiving yards, along with 44 rushing yards. Alexander Madison, really not good as a starting running back, but he had 18 carries for 44 yards. And besides that, once again, they had a defensive score. So the Vikings offense put up a casual 12 points against the Bears. Not exactly ideal. Now, as for the uh, defense for the Vikings, I said before that Jordan Hicks had a touchdown for a fumble recovery. So he did a good job there. I did not mention before Cousins did lose a fumble. Uh, could have been an interception, but either way, point is he did have a turnover, and the Vikings did recover two fumbles. So they forced four turnovers, which was the – or sorry, they ended up forcing three turnovers as they ended up uh, getting the strip sack for a touchdown, and they also had two interceptions. So they won the turnover battle, and they did just enough, despite only recording 220 total yards of offense against one of the worst defenses in the league. But you ended up seeing – the Bears' ground game looked pretty good. 162 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. Foreman led the way, 15 carries, 65 yards. And you ended up seeing Badgett have a rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter. Now, as for the receiving core, Moore did nothing for about three quarters and woke up, had five catches, 51 yards. Mooney had two catches, 48 yards. That's really it. So once again, a really ugly game of football that I'm glad was not on TV. But the Vikings won the game, and now they're going to look to get to 3-4 and four with a home game up next against the Niners. So looking at the actual spread and total for this game, the Vikings are around plus 6.5, as the Niners are around minus 6.5. And, and as for the over-under in this game, the over-under is currently being set at around 44. Now, for this matchup, I know that the Niners ended up losing as chalk last week. I don't want to mention the injury report, though, because it is pretty important. So to go through the Niners injury report so far this week, it's a bit iffy because once again, Samuel did not really play in the second half and McCaffrey got injured. Now, luckily, according to the actual test that ended up uh, taking place on McCaffrey's behalf, does seem like he avoided serious injury. He still might miss this week. He's going to be a late game time decision. So keep an eye out for Mason, who might end up getting the start. But the point is, McCaffrey might play. If he does, he'll be very limited. We'll see what happens. I personally doubt he's going to play because of his injury history. I think they're going to be pretty safe with him. And I do think the Niners can win without him. But to go through the overall uh, Vikings injury report here, it's fine for the most part. Jefferson being out is still a big deal. Uh, but I do think looking at the actual 
potential absence of weapons for both sides. I had more faith in the Niners coaching staff and more faith in the Niners quarterback play uh, because I don't think Cousins is really that good without Jefferson, and he's not looked sharp since Jefferson got injured. Purdy was not good last week, but once again, bad weather was a factor, and he was missing some weapons, which kind of resulted in a lot of unproven commodities and underwhelming options to be on the field. Maybe a bit of a lack of chemistry in there, but I do think Purdy once again gained some confidence with that final drive as he was able to connect with Ayuk a couple of times for a big uh, set of plays, which got the team to field goal range. But I do think that looking at this overall core, the Niners are the much better team. It's not even close. The, the Vikings are not a playoff team as far as I'm concerned. I don't think they're very good, and I think last year was very fluky because their point differential was basically neutral, and they still won double-digit games. So I think for this game, even though the Vikings are at home, I don't see the, the actual offensive line holding up for Cousins. I think that the Niners will get after him. You have a primetime Kirk Cousins game, which is going to be a concern as well. I also did not mention that the the Vikings will be missing a pass rusher as Marcus Davenport is now on IR with an ankle sprain. So it's a bit of a problem for Minnesota, but I do think looking at this matchup, it should be a very ugly primetime game. But I do think Cousins is going to get killed. I think that the defense will feast against Cousins, and I do think that Purdy will do a better job of making smart reads and for limiting mistakes, uh, especially in a dome in this case. So give me the Niners and the under in this game. I think it's going to be a close game to the actual total, but I think it's going to end up going under because I really don't see Minnesota doing much. I'm going to go with a 27-13 final. I see the Niners winning this game comfortably, especially off a loss. I think that the Niners will be very motivated to get back on track here in this road in this road matchup. But Minnesota simply put an inferior team on paper, and the injuries don't help. So I will go with the Niners defense to dominate in this spot in route to a nice win. So once again, my picks for the show are going to be the Niners minus six and a half and the under 44. That's going to wrap it up for this week seven episode. We're back once again for week eight. Uh, but to actually look at who the Niners are playing in week eight, they have a matchup unless they're on the bye. I'm trying to remember. No, they play the Bengals next week. So we're going to preview the Bengals game next week. But until then, find me on Twitter at Ray Show Radio. And until then, a good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.